The Forever Bogus Podcast is brought to you by Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. That's right, folks. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, be sure to stop into Big Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. You know, good times, chili, retro gaming, what else do you want? That's right. If you're looking for a nostalgic good time, check out Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. When you were a kid, did you leave out milk and cookies for Santa or carrots and celery sticks for the reindeer? Oh, God. That's a really good question. I I can distinctly think of years that I did both. Yeah. Uh, I, I can think of years that I did both for sure. Um, but it wasn't an either or. I mean, God, okay. dude. Are, we, are you saying you did either or? Well, there was a period of time where we did both. And then there was a period of time okay. where we did either or. I guess it's just whatever we had in the fridge. Basically, let me ask you a question. Were there years where you only fed the reindeer? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why would you do what? Why would we compel you to do that? Santa's the one hooking you up. You're right. But I'm thinking that my parents forgot to get cookies or something. If you lived in a remote village in Alaska and a, and a guy on a sled with wolf dogs came and dropped off your... I don't know what you get up there, cold cut salami. Yes. Would you tip the guy or would you tip the dogs? I would tip them both. I mean, I think that's that's, that's appropriate. An- that is anarchy. Don't touch that guy's dogs. <laughs> you don't know that guy. You don't know his dogs. I would get to know them if they're dropping off some cold cuts, dude. This guy in this fictitious situation that we just invented who delivers cold cuts in to Alaska. Alaskan um desolate snowy villages. Uh-huh. Um He's busy. He doesn't really like you're going to you're pissing him off. If you if you show up and are trying to pet all his dogs, he's giving them you know in his sticks. head. He's like, this fucking guy. I got so much cold cuts to deliver. Yeah, so much salami. Salami's going going warm in the back. Actually, salami would never go bad over there. So that's true. Well, hello there, bogus fam. And welcome back to the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, your jolly host that knows the most. B-Boy, Bogus Bryce, joined here with uh, Mr. Christmas himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. Uh, ho, 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 and go fuck yourself, America. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How are you feeling about Christmas this year? Are you pumped on it or what? You know what? I really wasn't sold on it until recently. Yeah, I've been seeing how much you're into it, man. <laughs> Every <laughs> day you? this motherfucker is like, check out. Power Rangers, remember when Zoraldo climbed up the Christmas tree? <laughs> Hell no, motherfucker. I don't remember that shit. Why should I remember that shit? No, you're right. I've been posting a lot more about Christmas. and I like that. That that actually really inspires me because I remember when we first started talking, that was like one of the first things that I learned about, me? about you. Yeah. You said you were like, you didn't really like it I was it like, I fucking hate Christmas. You're like, oh, well, I love it. So let's become best friends. We Well, we, peered, we peeled back the onion. We did. You know? And we found out in a couple years. It took only took a few years of psychological evaluation via podcast <laughs> right. to determine the reason why you hated Christmas because you hate your family. Yeah, um, who knew? And then uh, <laughs> as soon as we realized that, you were like, oh yeah, Christmas actually kind of rocks, and you made it your own thing. <laughs> That's so. true. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you haven't guessed it, it's Christmas time. It's a very merry, bogus Christmas out there, bogus fam. And uh, this is going to be our Christmas special. Hey, everybody. Good morning and welcome to the Forever Bogus Christmas special. <laughs> Brought to you uh, by Ed's Retro Arcade Retro, and Chili. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was going to do I was gonna do something else. Oh, let's sorry. Do back like it up. A, back it up. Let's do it like it's a good morning show. Let's do it. Good morning, okay, America. So wait, yeah, drop some horns in here. You <laughs> know <how they> have, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. You're thinking DJ more. I'm thinking more <laughs> like classic. More like... It's the Good Morning Bogus Show. Good morning, bogus family. With special guests, Santa Claus, and the guy that delivers cold cuts on the Alaskan front. <laughs> okay, audience applause here. And then uh, we come out. We have spray tans. Yes, we're looking real good. Yeah. 
we're we're really threatening the audience with the possibility of there being keys to the car under their seat. Mm-hmm. But we say, don't look yet. Nope, nope. This is our Christmas special. We got a gift for all of you guys, and that's how it is. Actually, all you bogus <laughs> listeners, we've got a special Christmas gift just because you joined us. What's that? Well, you'll find out at the end. Ooh. Stick in. You guys stay around. tuned in. <laughs> find out what that gift is. <laughs> well, I do want to give a quick reminder because we are contracted to do so that the bogus cast is sponsored by Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. Yeah. And uh, did Ed send you anything to read, like any promo or anything to read? Because he didn't send anything to me. Communication has been scant at best. Yes. And I think that there's been a little breakdown in communication. To be honest with you, uh, we don't really know where we're at at the moment. Uh, so we're just going to keep this show on the road as yeah, we always do. That's right. I mean, you haven't talked about the diet pills in a while. I don't really want to touch base on that because it seems like you're being avoidant about that. I uh, My kidneys failed, so I'm not going to be selling them. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's why we haven't had an episode in a while. I'm actually going through a bit of a difficult time in my life uh, where my kidneys have failed. and uh, I can't tell if this so, is a bit or not. I'm really hoping it's not a bit. I don't do bits about my kidneys. Shit. Um, All right. And All right, J-Dog. Well, maybe we'll set up like a GoFundMe or or something to kind of get you back on your feet. I'm already on my feet. This is just something I live with now. And this is Ed's fault. He came in the way of my physical health. And there's going to be retribution. Maybe he's avoiding you. You know, when I met him, when I met Ed, he said... We, we had that conversation. You remember the conversation we had? What was the last thing he said to us when we were leaving? He said, God bless. Yes. Right? God bless. You know what I got to say, Ed? Fuck God. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, um, what does Big Ed have in the menu for us today? Uh, today we're talking about the uh, the Pete and Pete, man. We're talking about the Pete and Pete Christmas yes. special. That's right. The Adventures of Pete and Pete Christmas special entitled, Oh, Christmas Pete. Oh, Christmas Pete. <laughs> Welcome to the Christmas special, everybody. Today we're talking about Oh Christmas Pete, That's season right. three, season episode three. eleven. There is a lot to be said about this. It's honestly one of my favorite uh, Christmas specials in general. But let's start right at the top. Let's do episode it. aired December fourteenth, nineteen ninety five. So, oh, I thought it was we, December twelfth, nineteen ninety six. I see. 1495. Oh, wow. December 14, 1995. Someone's lying to us. Add some intense music right here. Okay, here we go. We're going to get to the bottom of this. He can go faster. Okay, let's see. December 14th, 1996. What do you have? Um, I'm going on their fan page here. December 14th, 1996. See, we were both kind of wrong. <laughs> this is the thing. You can't trust the internet, folks. You can't trust anybody. But I was there. I was there the night it premiered. I should remember this. I, th- I wonder if we stumbled onto a little bit of a... Uh, Mandela effect? Or Uncle Uncle Joey effect? Uncle Joey effect. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, Mandela, Uncle Joey. <laughs> Either way, man, this thing came out. That's for damn sure. It did. And if it's been a while since you've seen this or you've never seen it before, let's give them a little synopsis of what this is about, okay? Yeah. So the Wrigley family is feeling pretty blue the day after Christmas. In an effort to regain the holiday cheer, little Pete declares every day Christmas. Now, that's, we've seen this go wrong. Oh, many of you know times. What I mean? uh, in the movie Christmas Every exactly, Day. Exactly, yes. Where the boy says... I wish it was stupid Christmas every stupid day. <laughs> that's what you get. And then get. it becomes Christmas every stupid day. That's what you get, Brink. And, and it sucks. It sucks until he gets it right. That's true. And I kind of thought that that's what was going to happen here. Nope. When I realized the point of this episode was that he turns it into Christmas every day, I thought that uh, it was going to start to suck balls for everybody. Yeah. And it kind of does. It does. Yeah, but there's a good moral to the story. But anyway, yeah. he goes above and beyond to ensure that the Christmas spirit stays alive. And in doing so, he gets his entire street to participate. Did you feel that this was a bit of a, um alternation in character of Little Pete here? Because mm, I think of him yeah. as a nasty little boy. And, and all... And, all of a sudden, he loves the most like wholesome of holidays. It's his favorite day of the year, where he stays home with his family, wears pajamas. But he's always a bit, he's all about like picking scabs and cursing at people. <laughs> it is strange, but maybe it's just because the Christmas spirit can bring out the good in people. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. 
But anyway, the, the holiday fun is soon threatened by the evil garbage man mm-hmm. and is up to the peace to save Christmas once again. Well, let me tell you a thing about that. Gro- that's a gross garbage man. <laughs> he is. He is. He's spooky, actually. He is spooky. Uh, to be honest, I feel like Wellsville houses some of the best C-list villains. Oh, for sure. Uh, well, even beyond villains, just like their B characters are great. Bus Driver oh, yes. Stu, like all those guys. They, they're they mm-hmm. more important to the show than the main characters, in my opinion. They really are. It's kind of the background characters, and I love that. It's very kind of Lynchian in, in yeah. a way, too. Oh, and I, yeah. Dude, I love I that saw, a lot. I saw a Lynch behind the scenes thing recently man that i fucking loved what was it for okay it was behind the scenes on one of his films i can't remember which one and it's a shot of him directing earlier on in his career oh great okay uh there's a woman who has one line in the film and she plays a uh you know a front desk worker where you go into a building and she tells you what floor to go to and stuff gotcha and she just has one line and the clip that I saw is is Lynch directing her, and he's going, I want you to be a doll, like a dead <laughs> doll. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if you are a dead doll from a dream. You understand? Can you do that? Be a dead doll from a dream. Can you do that? Wow. And he's like, and action. Then, and he says, action. And she goes, fourth floor. Thing cut. That's the scene. Wow. But yeah. that, that shows you how important those characters are to Lynch. And And I feel like... Same thing with this world of Wellsville and the Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yeah, all the background back characters, characters are, all the C-list villains, yeah. all the B-list actors are just as important as everybody else. Like, you love the villains in particular. You, yeah, absolutely. You've got paper cut, pit stains, oh. ha- hat hair, Ooh, open, open face. face. Oh, wow. We said at the same time. Open face, dude. Face. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, the the he's just a bully with like a pube stash and like a light mullet. But for some reason, his gimmick is that he always is eating an open face sandwich at, at all times. That's a lot like my wrestling gimmick, to be honest with you. I mean, you already have second dinner as your wrestler. Uh, two dinners. Two dinners. Sorry, my two wrestling dinners. gimmick. If I was going to be a pro wrestler, pro wrestler, a pro wrestler, <laughs> um, I would be uh, Carlisle. Two dinners, Tabernathy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Carlisle, two dinners, Cabernathy. And the reason why I have two dinners is because on the way to the ring, I eat two full dinners, two full wow. glass plates two, of dinner. Two hungry mans? Just, <laughs> just going at it? No, on glass plates. It's usually like spaghetti. Like I'll do like a pasta and like, you know, maybe some mashed potatoes and veggie or something like that. Yeah, it's smart. But I can't enter the ring until I finish both of them. So sometimes like somebody will be in the ring and I'll be coming down to rescue him because he's getting double teamed, but I can't enter the ring until I finish my dinners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. But but then don't forget about your manager though, three orange Joel. Oh, keep we got we're uh keep him out of my storyline here. Oh, but, really? Yeah. There's some conflict going on there's there. Some, there's but there's some behind the state the scenes, I see. you know, locker room. Well, we, we can write that later. We can write that later. But there's yeah. some conflict between the garbage man and little Pete in this. That's right. And I really like their dynamic. Uh, it's similar to what are we seeing here? Well, I'm definitely going to get into it a little bit later. But Snow Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow Day. We'll yes, get into it, it later. It is very but similar. We will definitely get into it. If you've ever listened to the Forever Bogus podcast for even 30 seconds, you know that. Uh, Snow Day was originally supposed to be a Pete and Pete movie. Yes. That's yes. that's something that we say pretty often. It, I it say is. It comes up. It's it's kind of like my uh trivia my go-to trivia when I talk to, to anybody who grew up in the 90s. I'm like, "You remember the adventures of Pete and Pete? Well, I've got some great trivia for you." But let's not get into that quite yet. My friend one time he must have saw a documentary about uh Blues Travelers band and in that documentary the guy was so fat at one point that after every show, he would go on the tour bus and go face down in a pillow and just scream because he was so <laughs> fat that his body hurt from the point. And so my buddy must have saw that documentary and he would bring that fact up maybe like once a month. He would be in a group. He'd be like, hey, do you guys know the guy from Blues Traveler was so fat that he used to have to scream into a pillow after every performance? And we're like, dude, you say that once a month. That's for years. That's kind of sad, though. At least my fact is uplifting and like, like, ooh, what if? Instead of just a fat guy who plays harmonica. No, and that's the thing too, because usually we would be like, "What do we take from that? What do we? What do we? Yeah, you know, what are we supposed to have? Yeah, what? What? How's that supposed to, do to make that? our day better? Yeah, exactly, you know I mean? exactly. But anyway, the garbage man. 
I actually think he looks pretty cool. Like, he looks like a hairless rat. He even has, like, a, a rat tail. He's got, like, his eyebrows shaved off or something. <laughs> yes, dude. He looks like the guy. He looks like the guy from The Exorcist. Or, no, no. You ever see the old guy in Poltergeist 2? Yes, I know who you're that, talking about. That's what about. he looks like. He got big ass teeth. Yeah, the scary uh, priest or whatever that guy is. Google, go ahead and Google yourself up, old guy from Poltergeist 2, man. This guy's got corn on the cob for teeth, bro. Uh, or, or chiclets. Dude, he's scary. Yeah. Hey, man, you remember in the Dennis Menace movie where that guy, where Dennis knocked out that guy's teeth and he put chiclets in there? Yes. Man, this that guy has got a whole mouth full of chiclets. Dude, this, this guy kind of looks like Joe Biden. did you just secretly come out as a right wing in front of me no no don't take it that way don't take it that way i got something about my face i think it's because i'm nice or something or maybe because i got a beard and stuff but a lot of people feel like they could come out to me as right wing stop it i'm not right wing. I, i don't want you know whenever a guy gets me in a corner alone and he's been talking to me for more than five minutes he looks around he's like i gotta tell you this cancel culture is fucking bullshit you know, I, I don't know what it is about my face. I'm like, bro, don't come out as right Dude, to me. Stop please. it. Don't. Don't do this to me right Stay now. Stay in the right closet. No, we, okay. I might have to quit the podcast now. All right. Well, we, we here on the Forever Bocuts podcast uh, support all sorts of lifestyles. Thank you. And, that is so uh, true. That is very true. You do you. Just don't hurt anybody else. That's, that's all right. I ask. That's all I ask. Poor but I do think the garbage man is kind of a rad villain. Yeah. His theme song, dude. Well, do you know? Do you know about this theme song? Um, I don't know like any trivia or anything about it beyond the I fucking love it. Like, do you want to know trivia about it or not? Wait, really? You do. You've got some trivia about it. I got like a little hint of trivia. It's for the you. Blues Travelers, isn't it? No, could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> well, describe the song. So it's kind of sounds like a trucker song, kind of like Convoy. Convoy, Convoy. kind of starts off. He's. Uh, He's like, the garbage man was thrown away like a Christmas toy forgotten. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's got sort of a convoy <laughs> bit to it, but it's so good. Um, Should we listen to a piece of it real let's quick? Let's listen to a piece of it because I want to- I, I got to drop some trivia on you. That let's I, do it. Let's listen to it first and you can drop some knowledge, okay? <laughs> they say when he was a little boy, he was thrown away like a Christmas toy. Garbage man. Up mean, he became a Christmas killing machine, garbage man. He'll take your trash, he'll crush your tree, he feeds on pain and misery. He's garbage man, crusher of dreams. All right, dude. You've got to drop us with some great, great knowledge here. Well, how great was that song? Let's I love it. Um, this song, man, is not just some random song. It isn't? It wasn't, was it recorded for the TV show? It was show? recorded for this TV show, okay, but it's okay. not like they just fucking said, hey, we got to make some weird song. They got David Johansson from the New York Dolls to write this. What? Yeah, this is like a legit fucking thing. I mean, Pete and Pete was a very East Coast production, and even when yes. they weren't filming on the East Coast, they still kept their East Coast roots. Yeah, Iggy Pop. The house, Iggy Pop is all over Michael it. Stipe. And actually, as a matter of fact, like, yeah, I mean, Iggy Pop and the Stooges ties right into the New York Dolls and stuff like that. Yes. Very yep. New York kind of thing. Pete, uh, uh, both Pete's were from Jersey and New York. Um, it was a very East Coast thing. And so David Johansson was from Staten Island, and the New York Dolls obviously were from California. No, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. They're from New York. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they got David Johansson of the New York Dolls to write a song for this. Uh, Did he um, perform it? Or he just yeah. wrote the song? Oh, no, he performed it. He's, he's, wow. uh, yeah, he's singing it. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Um, and that's just the magic of Christmas for you. You know, you think <laughs> it's just a dumb song about trucks and then. Right. You know what I mean? It's David Johansson from the New York Dolls. Uh, but but I also love this scene, like the whole scene where little Pete catches his dad working uh, in conjunction with the, the garbage man to get rid of the Christmas tree. Yeah, they're starting <laughs> to realize that it kind of, this is getting whacked. Yeah, out of hand, getting... out of hand. And then uh, <laughs> little Pete shoots the garbage man with a tranquilizer gun. Yeah, I actually want to bring that, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like this is season three okay so season one and two of pete and pete are available on dvd correct um and they are not available streaming anywhere uh no they're not even on like the paramount thing so there's been kind of a big push to get seasons on 
DVD. But uh-huh. and so I think it's been a long time since most people have seen season three of Pete and Pete because like I know you're a web crawler for a lot. You're you've always been on daily motion looking up four <laughs> pixel wide videos of Pete and Pete season three. Well, I'm, I'm gonna stop you there. I will say if you guys want to watch this or revisit this, it is on YouTube. Oh yeah, and it's, it's on YouTube and it looks good. Yes. It's it's it's, it's it actually looks, pretty good quality. Looks, I actually you sent it to me, but I watched it on YouTube so I could watch it on the TV. Perfect. Um, because you do like sending old nostalgic videos that are four pixels wide. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> It's super grainy and pixely. But anyway, Wellsville has the best villains, in my opinion. And I think it'd be like a perfect universe or perfect home for the gobbler and the humorist. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool, man. That's really got me thinking, man. Maybe we can make a movie about these minor villains. Uh, You know, like. Uh, kind of, you ever see like uh, Super? James Gunn made a movie called Super about a guy that, but super villains. I could the gobbler, that. and it's like a yeah, and it's like a uh, mockumentary. Yeah, it just dude, interviewing us, us about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Us trying to do dastardly deeds dressed as a turkey. And, <laughs> yeah, man, yes. let's let's get to work on that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, do you want to get in to how this is a snow day prototype? Yeah, I mean, we got to touch on it a little bit. I mean, this is okay. our. This is our fat guy from Blues Traveler screaming into the pillow moment. <laughs> it really is. Hey, come over here. Do you like the 90s? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to hear a funny fact? Sure, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but Will uh, McRobb and Chris Vicardi both wrote The Adventures of Pete and Pete and Snow Day. Mm. And if you have ever seen this Christmas special um, alongside the well-known Nickelodeon movie Snow Day, you'll see that they share very similar premise. Yeah, Pete and his friends try to fight off the evil garbage man to keep Christmas around for another day. Hal and his friends from Snow Day battle the evil snowplow man. Let's face it. If you've seen Snow Day, God, I get why the star was the younger sister because it was really yes, about the relationship between the, her older brother who was getting too old and, yes. and yeah, the other. But I think Josh Peck should have been the star of that movie. You know what I mean? He kind of stole the show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He was farting. He was eating jelly donuts made out of Dude, snow. Whole, yeah. whole thing, whole thing. But yeah. anyway, the kids uh, from both the shows and the movies share a lot of personality traits. So like like you said, Natalie, she's a younger, uh, I guess, sister yeah. to Hal. Uh, she thinks and acts just like little Pete. Like, for instance, Natalie gets Wayne, which is Josh Peck's character. Is she even a redhead? I think she's even she, a... She kind of is a redhead. Yeah. But she she makes uh, Wayne, uh, Josh Peck, to lay down in the middle of the road and pick ketchup all yeah. over like his snowsuit so the snowplow man will stop and so they can go kidnap the, uh, the his bird or whatever. <laughs> I love that scene when Chris Elliott comes out because he's plays uh, the snowplow man. Yeah. And he's like got a thing full of fries and starts using the ketchup on, on Josh's snowsuit. I can't remember. Did we talk about those fries when we a long time ago did a snow day episode? I, we did. Yeah, we did. How they're like limpy. I want them though. I like. Yes, wanna, they look appetizing. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Them. Yeah. But how the leader of the older kids in Snow Day thinks and acts exactly like Little Pete. And you said it already. Hal abandons his younger sister to stalk a girl into liking him. Yeah. Um, I get it, bro. You got to go get some. Yeah. There's no but school. But you don't stalk them. You don't stalk them. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. That was a whole thing. Yeah, I guess that's a bit of an issue, isn't it? Uh, well. <sighs> Uh, anyway, so there's there's a reasoning behind all this. At the end of uh, 1995, Will and Chris had a meeting with Nickelodeon e- executives about getting the third season of The Adventures of Pete and Pete greenlit. Uh, but they pretty much knew from the get-go that the series was not doing well in ratings. So they both knew that the show was coming to an end, regardless if they say yes or no to this next season. Yeah. So they approached Nickelodeon with a package deal knowing all this in, in advance. The package deal was the final season of The Adventures of Pete and Pete and a Paramount-produced Pete and Pete movie to kind of, like, get closure, like, yeah. to kind of have a bookend for the whole series and everything. So I think they were trying to go in, like, highballing in hopes that they would at least agree to the final season and not the movie, so that at least they, they get a final season out of it. Oh, it's like asking for a $10,000 raise and hoping that you actually get a five. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. But to their surprise... Both the projects were greenlit. 
Oh, and they're like, shit, now we got to make this stupid fucking yes. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but fast forward to October of like 95 or 96 or whatever it was, the third season premieres and it tanks in ratings. This season feels nothing like the previous ones. Because it doesn't. This is so surreal. I mean, uh, there's a part in this episode where Santa Claus is boxing in the backyard and there's an automated tranquilizer gun that shoots out of a nutcracker's mouth and stuff. <laughs> that shit didn't exist in season one and stuff. Season one was like more quiet and subdued and it was and, weird and, and awkward and yes. quirky, but it wasn't surreal and over the top and stuff. I you think know? they knew that this was going to be their last season. So they just, so, so either they, 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 they're trying to, trying to do something different. I don't know, to maybe target a different a market. What's up? They saw the time. You're telling me they saw the time and they said, it's silly goose time. Maybe. You think, you think that's what they said? I, uh, maybe. I don't silly know. goose time? I don't know. But there was also P- P- a huge shift within Nickelodeon uh, around that same time. So I don't know if maybe they had more of a say of what, what they're doing. But regardless, the movie idea got shelved for many of years. And then they finally got brought back up. I think it was like 97 or 98. Yeah. And they were like, yes, let's go ahead and make this. But all the characters from the adventures of Pete and Pete were too old for their roles. Like Danny had moved on doing all of that and figure it out. And I think it was kind of moving out of um, Nickelodeon in general. Hey, you know what? I think I got a bit here. Give me one second. Okay. Try to follow me down this rabbit hole and help me through it because I need your help. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Damn, son. Nickelodeon canceled Pete and Pete. They're thinking about the wrong thing. They should have been thinking about feet and feet because they had Dan Schneider back there raping all those kids. Yo, Amanda Bynes, come here. Let me see them feet. (laughs) That might have been. I know I'm not laughing that hard, but I think that's the funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast. (laughs) I think. Really? Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to listen to that. the five years I've known you. Yeah. That's the funniest thing. Yeah, I think. Oh. No, you you uh, you talking about the six dudes in yeah. the in the dungeon? Yeah, you being shirtless yeah. with the dudes in the in the in the bro dungeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. that was pretty. That's funny. good too. What's good about funny. that is that you didn't realize it was funny when you told us. You were like, "Oh, I just had this cool ghost story." <laughs> it was so pure. And then, dude. and then I was like, "Dude, wait a second! You guys were all taking shirts off down there, <laughs> right?" <laughs> Clay was on here. He was thinking, "Man, who, who am I recording with? Man, these guys are in the basement in the bro dungeon, bro." Right. But but anyway, uh, thankfully, Snow Day ended up getting made. There are a lot of similarities. I think if you watch this episode of The Avengers of Pete and Pete before you watch Snow Day, you will see how this episode was a prototype yeah, for I felt, Snow Day. I felt like it was the, um, the pilot for Snow Day in a way. There you go. Pilot. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would like to say that uh, this episode was directed by a guy named Damon Santo Stefano. Doesn't ring a bell. It doesn't because it sounds like letter salad um this guy worked on a bunch of junk man you know i mean he did some tv and stuff he did uh bring it on colon again the straight to video sequel, sequel? to bring it Hell on yeah. i mean he why, did why not he did a couple episodes of uh he did one episode of honey i shrunk the kids the tv show and i just junk okay but if you go all the way back his first uh little picture that he worked on was a 1985 super super low budget shot on video creep show ripoff called fright show what back in 1985 uh yeah this is i mean this thing you gotta look at the cover of this fucking thing. okay um, I, I gotta i gotta check this look out up fright show 1985 the vhs was put out by Starlog video so look up Starlog video fright show 1985 it shows the different monsters Whoa. of the different segments. I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. Look at this fucking movie, man. Night Fright is the first story. Look at that monster. I mean, it's got definite- That looks rad. Definite fluffy vibes from Creepshow. Creepshow my, is my number one. Second one is called Dr. Dobermind. You got this guy bleeding <laughs> all over the place. The third one, look at that monster, bro. We got Melty Dracula in he the looks thing rad. in the basement. And the final one is called- fuck does that say mega alien yeah (laughs) mega alien so this dude directed this episode a christmas episode so i looked this in i looked this up and it's this movie uh is a horror anthology and the middle sequences exactly yes the wraparound sadly the wraparound thank you is not that interesting in 1985 fright Mm. show here it is a riff on siskel and ebert 
Dang. Um, which is fine, I guess. For the but, time, uh, it's definitely, I'm sure it was great for the time. I do wish there was a little monster in the middle to, you know, like, and the next segment is Dr. Dobermine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, punny exactly. and that shit. But, I mean, guys, I know what you like if you're if you're hanging out here, listening to the Bogus Podcast, and you've been following Forever Bogus for a while. I know the stuff you're into. You're going to like the looks of this thing. Fright Show, 1985, buddy. Take a look at this cover. I mean, It man. looks pretty amazing. I'm going to have to try to find this. And that that guy, uh, the guy who brought us, it looks like he only directed the wraparound segments of that movie. Okay. Which is odd because it's just guys sitting down. Which would explain why the rest of his career is just junk, like the Get It On sequel. I really like the story that was that was building in my head. Like he directed all of that, and he just loves film, and yeah. he just loves holidays and stuff. And no, he he's got... just a junk director, and he only does junk, so... Yeah. Well, regardless, I, I love this episode. It yeah. really speaks to my inner child about how much I loved Christmas back then. I didn't want it to end at all. And I just wanted to continue to have that spirit fulfill me throughout the year. Yeah. And so I, I really love that concept. And I love it wasn't that, that concept of like Groundhog Day, where it's just literally cr- the same day of Christmas yeah, every day. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, I mean, P&P was always pretty grounded, but... Albeit sort of quirky and awkward and stuff, but sure, this was ungrounded, man. This this shit was yeah. wild. So I mean, yes. they could have done a Groundhog's Day thing, and I don't think anybody th- would have thought anything by this point. But it's a good thing they didn't. Yep, I agree. He just wanted it to be Christmas forever. I'm sure when you were a kid, there were t- Christmases that you wanted to never end too, because yes. they were such good, great times. Yeah, absolutely. There was actually one specific one. It's Christmas 1996. Pick up sticks. The year of our Lord 1996. <laughs> um, it's 1996 miles on the Erie 1996. Canal. Well, during the summer of 96, my family moved from a larger town to a really small town. So, like, needless to say, I was pretty bummed out most of the year. But that all changed during Christmas of 96. Uh, we moved into uh, our first home, like our first like real home that could actually accommodate my entire family. So both sets of my grandparents, all of my aunts, all of my uncles, all of my favorite cousins came over to spend most of the, the Christmas week. Wow, bro. I thought you said all those cats were living with you. They're not the living with me. The way you started me. that, I was they, like, damn. They're just coming to visit for the Christmas time. They'd be living different in the Midwest. <laughs> they got they got granny and andy and everybody in that everybody bitch. everybody but was it was it just me or did it seem like in the 90s it seemed to snow a lot more i i the year i got my uh vhs camera it snowed on christmas because that's the first footage i took is out the window it was uh snowing on christmas that's awesome and i feel like it hasn't snowed on christmas in a very long time it, at least over no. here i mean i guess if you were getting your cold cuts delivered to you say by a guy with a pack of wolves pulling his cart yeah. delivering salamis and meats and stuff probably christmas, christmas yeah, every it snows day. a lot probably yeah exactly but i remember it snowed a lot the day before and the day of how um christmas eve and christmas day you're gonna keep that slip in there i'm not gonna i keep want you i want there. people to know how much of a freak you are i i am dyslexic and it's not fun uh <laughs> see now you made me feel bad you should feel bad. I don't, but you made me. You, it's, you it's made fine. me feel bad. But so I, I remember that we made a homemade Christmas candy for the first time. At least what I remember, and it was the first time I was ever exposed to peanut butter fudge and white chocolate covered Oreos, and it changed my life. Wait, say that again. We're talking about Oreos covered in white chocolate. White chocolate, chocolate. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Peanut butter fudge. You had never had peanut butter fudge before. We're decadent as fuck at Christmas time. You know, I guess so, dude. We. <laughs> We just have like all different kinds of chocolate with different chocolate on the outside of it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that's how it is now. Like we have a whole slew uh, and variety of Christmas candy you can ever want. Anyway, my cousins, my brother and I would stay up late as possible playing WWF wrestling in the basement. It was with just like bodies? a good time. Not, not on video games. You were being wrestling. No, no. Like on our bodies. Cool. And uh, you remember those small uh, trampolines that like moms would buy and do aerobics and stuff on. Yeah, for sure. My my mom had one. If and if you took off one of the legs and turn it upside down, it looks like a mic. So we were cutting promos oh, and everything. I in thought the you were gonna be. I thought you were gonna be doing jumps on. To no, the, uh, but that I'm glad we didn't yeah, do that. Yeah. But that would be an easy an easy one. But about a week or two before Christmas, my brother informed me that our dad asked him if we would want a Nintendo 64 or something called a PlayStation for Christmas. Oh. So 
I was hyped like every day leading up to the moment that we opened up our presents. Did Just you guys have to vote it on it? Because because presumably it was shared with the siblings, right? It was shared, but my brother really had final say because he. My dad only asked my brother because he never did asked your brother me come what to I for you. Like, which one should we get? No, he was just like, hey, dad asked me this. I never heard of a PlayStation, but I was like, PlayStation? Okay. I, I kind of hope, I, I, dude, I, I, I don't know which one you picked, and I fucking am you will really find out. excited to find out. I hope it's the PlayStation. I love the 64, but like <laughs> the PlayStation's library is fucking incredible. It is, it's especially, got, okay, anyway, tell picture me, this. Just tell me. Oh, God. You have a gut full of your grandma's famous chili. For Not real? as good as Big Ed's. It's Actually, my, you guys eating chili on Christmas? We are eating chili on Christmas you're Eve. Just, Absolutely. You're, the Midwest is not even real. It's you real. You guys are just- It's you, real. I feel like you're just saying- I'm going to start- No. Hey, in Jersey, we eat fucking banana bread on Thanksgiving. You do you. Yeah. I'm not going to judge you. I'm just going to start making shit up because that's what I think you're doing. Okay, picture this. Yeah. You have a gut full of your grandpa's famous chili and your grandma's peanut butter fudge. Your parents just yelled for the kids to come into the living room to open up the presents. The tree is absolutely filled with colorful wrapped presents. Okay. And you are the first one to open one. You open a rectangle box revealing a PlayStation. Yeah! PlayStation! Yeah! Like, dude crazy the next gift was three games in an extra controller do you remember the games? i remember the games it was croc that was the first one i got was croc Fucking croc rules and then i dude. got nba live which was okay whatever is that why you had croc by your desk that time really yep. mysteriously it's the same copy yep it's the same copy that i that i got in christmas 96 and then the last game was like a, a gex Oh, Gecko, I remember, remember Gex. That? He was like a secret yes. agent. He looked like the uh, Geico mascot, but he was a yes, secret exactly, agent. Exactly, exactly. Way lower poly, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we went nuts, dude. We were we were so excited. It was perfect. So we played that thing until our parents made us go to bed because Santa was coming the next day. And Wait, I was so too Santa eager. was coming the next day, and you already got your PlayStation, right? What's that homeboy gonna drop off, dude? Right? Like I don't know. What? Let's find out. So. I, it continued to snow like all night while my eager mind tried to relax in anticipation of what else I was going to get gifted that year. But I was the first one to wake up on Christmas morning because I, I remember this because I was the first one up and I saw that the cookies were half eaten and all the yeah. carrot sticks were gone. Kind of weird that Santa can never finish a cookie for a big guy. I know. That was you know interesting. I mean? But but the coolest thing was that there were footsteps leading out of the front door. What they do the footsteps with? They're just my dad's boots i'm but assuming like, was it dirt or like what do you no 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 it was just like foot like obvious footsteps in the snow oh 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 it yeah, snowed, it was snowing. So did yeah i thought it was you snowing. meant in the house because you know people nope. you'll see parents pouring like dust and yes. shit on the ground don't be pouring where do you no. think santa comes from the land of dust you know it's what I mean? stupid that's well, silly yeah. it's silly but anyway now this is <sighs> this is amazing space jam came out the month before christmas so it was the hottest thing to hit the theaters that year. So oh, needless to say- probably, Was it on tape yet at this point or was it just- It was just not on tape yet. Okay, okay. It was not on tape or anything yet. It was still in theaters. So needless to say, Santa went all out with a Space Jam toys and Chicago Bulls gear. Damn. And I went bonkers, dude. Santa brought the Space Jam action figures, the posters, the shirts, the jerseys, the soundtrack, the Chicago's Bulls starter jacket, a, a weird Chicago Bulls basketball lamp, hats, like everything. We gotta, I think we got to do something with Space Jam here in for Maybe Forever we Bogus. Should. You know, I think it's... I, it, I feel like it's on point. Like, it's on brand it's, for it's sure. It's very much our brand because it's so... Yes. It's very lavishly 90s. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, they didn't need to get Bill Murray, but they did. Yep. In the 90s, you know what makes the 90s special? People were willing to spend real money on stupid fucking ideas. You know, yes. and I think that doesn't really happen too much anymore. It's like a movie with Michael Jordan playing basketball with Looney Tunes in space. Like, why yeah. not? I guess we'll jump a billion dollars into this. And they made and it back. They made it back. Yeah. Well, well, I never wanted this day to end. It felt so magical. Like the perfect timing of the snow, 
the anticipation of what game console that we were beginning, the sheer surprise of all the Space Jam goodies I didn't even ask for, it just having all the family together, like it, it just felt so magical. You, you brought up something I think that's really crucial here that I want to point well, out. What's that? It's very much, you know, if you grew up in the '90s, if you were already, you know, you, your childhood was in the '90s, you're gonna remember that there was a period of time where. Everybody was a Chicago's Bulls fan for yes, some reason. Yes, because of Michael didn't Jordan. Watch basketball. Yeah, and exactly. You said that, and I was like, "Damn!" Like I never watched basketball, and I have definitely lots of uh, Chicago Bulls stuff from when I was a kid. So there was a period <laughs> of time where just like everybody had Chicago's Bulls stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. But have you ever had a magical Christmas like that? Well, I had quite a few actually. Um, I have one. That involves a PlayStation as well. No and it shit. was like, I got my PlayStation and for some reason, uh, and I got a bunch of games with it and stuff. And my cousin slept over like Christmas night, which was kind of like odd which, for- Which cousin is this? The Terminator cousin or the- uh, The Terminator cousin's cousin. older sister. Oh, I see. Okay. And she's okay. never been brought up before. Gotcha. Um, but she slept over and she slept over for like a week and we huh. just played the PlayStation. So it was like the Christmas that literally never ended. <laughs> that, you know, we just play. You know, eventually there was like because you were off, you know, for that week after Christmas or whatever. And yeah. By the end, you're just like sick in, of it. In inhuman, yeah. Like you're losing all your. You haven't showered in a week. I haven't <laughs> yes. eaten real food in a week. I, I haven't, haven't had like, any proper sleep. Yeah, I've just like been looking at Crash Bandicoot jumping up and down, <laughs> only listening to Crash Bandicoot music. That gets that rots your brain, you know what I mean? I was I like, guess uh, so. When it was time to go back to school, I, I was like hissing like, <laughs> <laughs> to get people to go away from you. My bowl cut was in shambles. I mean, <laughs> I had hair coming in every direction. I hadn't worn pants in a week. Damn, dude. I, I was, I, I just had the long Tasmanian devil t shirt over the tidy whities yes. that goes down to the D's just yes. that for a week, you know what I mean? Hell yes. I, I just lost, you know, so that Christmas actually lasted too long because I lost, I kind of kind of became an animal again you know i reverted back to my <laughs> to nature in a i was way. i was asking for your a, a magical christmas not a sad christmas well I, there was one time where i think my red rider bb gun was of a as a kid was wcw versus nwo revenge for the n64 oh okay it was like the thing i wanted more than anything that i'd ever wanted in my life up to that point but your parents wouldn't allow it I just didn't have it. I wanted that game and I didn't have a 64. And now oh. we're talking about a several hundred dollar investment for this thing. And I see, um, you know, and I just, it, I, I, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but like my dad and mom, they always did a great job. Like always had action figures and all that stuff. Lower end stuff, man. Yeah. You don't have a lot of money. Your parents take you to KB toys. You go to that big old bin with the $2 X-Men figures. From Hell toy yes. Biz. You're a king in the nineties. Yep. You know, and then you never realize that you, you're growing up, uh, kind of poor i guess because yeah. you just you you thrifty you know you get all the cool x-men they were fucking two dollars um but i think at this point i was kind of like yeah i guess i don't really get expensive stuff so it, it felt unrealistic so you were kind of bummed out about it like you're this is not gonna happen i just wanted it i just wanted it so bad yeah like, more than anything ever because i played it i played my uncles at his apartment and i just thought it was it's the best fucking game, man. <laughs> WCW versus NW. Man, you could be Hulk Hogan. You could be Chris Jericho. Sting is in there. Oh, Sting. And he comes down from the ceiling. Yes. Oh, it's fucking <laughs> sick, dude. It was leading up to Christmas, and uh, I was in the living room. I'm watching The Mummy. Brandon Fraser? Brandon Fraser's Mummy. Yeah. And uh, I was at the age where I had already known Santa Claus wasn't real. Because you know pretty early, actually. You do, but, you, but just, you fake it. Yeah, you fake it. And I was I was still faking it. I was faking it, like, kind of late in the game. I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> like faking it for, like, I was faking it until I was about 17, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, I think my family thought I had a mental problem or something. I just bet. Keep You're like, is no, Santa no, coming I, tomorrow? No, I'm just kidding. I, 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 did, I did, like, go along with it for a long time. Me too. And then... I, I wasn't faking to my parents like he's coming right like we both we all knew it was an unconscious thing but we just played the game like even when I go to my parents house for Christmas now they still write Santa on the box yeah same here it's just like tradition at this point yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was like the early stages of that where you guys like you know you don't wink and laugh at each other and we say who got it for you oh Santa Claus you know I what gotcha I mean? but um, I was it was the middle of December it's probably like the 15th 16th 17th something like that 
I guess that's not the middle. I guess that's bad math. But um, <laughs> I'm not going to judge all you. All of a sudden, one day, man, my mom, we're watching The Mummy. And my mom's like, hey, what? what is that? There's one present under the tree. I'm like, that's weird, dude. And then we're looking. We go up. It's got my name on it. I was like, but it's not Christmas, you know? What the? What's going on? How exciting. Talk to my dad. Dad, this is this gift. We don't know where it came from. It just appeared. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so weird, man. Yeah. And then um, I'm thinking, man, is this, could this be the big thing? Could this be my Red Rider BB gun? Could this be my N64 Was it a large with, box? Like a large gift? Um, It was medium. Okay. Was it heavy? It wasn't big enough to be a 64. That was the thing. I but see. I okay. It was kind of mysterious in a way. You know, I was like, there is a chance that there is a 64 involved. You know, I, just, I don't know. It's like they know it's the thing I want the most. Mm-hmm. Did your parents let you open it? Well, uh, not that day. They said, well, oh, you, you had to Christmas. wait. Because it probably came from, if, if it just showed up, it probably came. It's either a bomb or it showed up from Santa. So <laughs> um, you got to wait. strange. Okay. And so. Here comes Christmas. Lots of action figures, but I wonder if anything's a 64. Oh, I really like this. Okay. In my head, I'm like, geez, no 64 yet. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm opening stuff that's really cool, but I'm going, I don't think I'm getting this damn 64. Oh, no. And then uh, we get to that last gift. That's the one that's been there since <sighs> before Christmas. It's definitely not big enough to be a 64, but. Okay. Maybe it's a 64 controller and then they're going to do a reveal. I like, you know, what, what it's something. All and these then, scenarios are going through your head. And they're like, so, and right before I open it, my dad goes, uh, now Jay, because that's everybody in my family calls me Jay. <laughs> and they, he says, look, you're, it's a weirder gift. You know, it's not that fun. You're getting older. So, you know, you're just going to need this kind of stuff. And I opened it up and it was a hairdryer. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, damn. But, you know, at that point I said, it's okay. You know, uh, I got a lot of cool gifts and, and, and this was a weird ending. I don't know why they hyped up the hairdryer. For so long, too. And then they're like, well, you should open it and try it out. I'm like, I've, I'm okay. I got a lot of things going on. I got a uh, operations board game over there. This dude is, is laid up and he's got to get that kidney <laughs> taken out. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go do that for, I got to take care of that guy first. They're like, no, no, you, you should open it up. And then I open it up and I reach in and it's WCW <gasps> versus NWO revenge for the N64. But, and then I turn around uh-huh. and there's an N64 plugged into the TV. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. Best gift I've ever gotten. I think great yeah. reveal. Your parents yeah. did a tremendous job on that. They really kind of like f- got really into it that year, and they faked me out a few times. And that's so exciting for everybody. It's exciting for you. I'm sure they were excited to watch you. Yeah. Last Christmas, my wife got me a cameo from uh, my hero Paul Rubens, yes. TV Herman, and he talked for like 30 minutes, man. And she told him that I wanted to make films and it actually chokes me up because he was like you got to make film you got to make your movies you know yeah. and uh so that was really meaningful too so uh the 64 and then and then and paul rubens is up there but man yeah big reveal for that 64 well there you have it our forever bogus christmas special um Wait, we didn't we didn't do the car giveaway. Oh. Yeah. Were we Oh, that's right. Uh so we're still it's still the morning. It's still the morning show. We've we're still having fun. We've had a commercial break. Yeah, yeah. The theme song starts coming back in. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to the Forever. Thank you for watching the for Bogus uh Christmas special. Okay, guys. I know that you're all anxiously waiting to find out what your Christmas gift was. Yes. And all the audience, it goes to the audience, and they're all hyped, and they're all clapping they're, and stuff. Yes, they're so they're excited. Like, guys. <sighs> the gift was the friends we made along the way. Oh. Um. The crowd gets kind of quiet, and then this music kicks in. <laughs> Thanks again for watching, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. 
honestly, I think that would be a pretty fun show. And, and I'm yeah. hoping that all of our listeners uh, had a lot of fun with this Christmas special. I highly recommend Oh Christmas Pete. It's on YouTube, like we said before. Add that to your playlist. Check that out. We're also hoping that you're having a tremendous and a magical Christmas yourself. All that same shit that he just said, but I also am going to recommend watching it like at the end of the day on Christmas, yes. like the last thing you do, because it is kind of like a nice way to transition into January because it's about holding on to that feeling for a while. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's like the end of your Scrooge. Okay. Here's the new ending. Okay. Um, so for, this, for the podcast? Yeah, or for, for this the, podcast. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. We're going to do a Scrooge thing. Perfect, let's do it. You know, where we go, uh, you know, Bryce, when I started this episode, I wasn't sure I wanted to start this episode. Yeah? But now I'm here and I let the Christmas feeling come over me and the kindness and and you're be, you don't you don't have to be nice to every guy you don't have to give every guy a massage or anything but you have to understand that we're all going through the same shit we're all paying yeah. our bills we're all worried about our jobs and we're all in this together yeah and and it feels good and you can feel good all the time if you want to you don't have to feel it just on christmas you uh-huh. can feel it every day oh. when you see a guy in the street homeless guy you don't have to get him food just on christmas do it every day Every day. Talk talk about an arcade game every day to the homeless guy. Don't talk about the arcade game. Oh. Because uh, he's not going to know what the fuck you're talking about because you don't know how long he's been out there. That's that's uh, right. And to be honest with you, he's probably been out there too long and he's kind of reverting back to his animalistic nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's, been, he's, he's probably a nice guy at one point in his life, but it's just... The streets really wear you down. It's not it, his it, fault. It happens. It's, yeah, it's, it's the government's fault. But the point is, you could feel good every day. Christmas doesn't have to end on December the 25th. It could be in March when it's rainy and snowy still, and you could be in the summer when you're eating hot dogs. But 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 not in October. It doesn't happen in October or, no. or November because you know very two very important holidays there. But but all the other days, man, Christmas could be in your heart. You could celebrate it. God bless you, Jamie. Yeah. God bless me, B boy Bogus Bryce. God bless all of our Bogus listeners. Uh, God bless everybody. God bless us, everyone. Tiny Tim. All right, bye. Bye.